G'day everyone and welcome to your Wednesday night edition of the Four Diego's here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you and thanks to Finey on another fantastic show. We'll be back tomorrow night, of course, from 7 on Evenings with Finey. And uh, Vinny Venezuela, you're in the house as well. Welcome to you. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. Good to be here. Hello, yeah. listeners. Yes, um, and uh, Carlos Alberto. How are you there, Rodrigo? Good to be here. And as always, it's a pleasure being here when Warren's not here. Yeah, no, no Warren <laughs> tonight. Um Poor doing Warren. a whole lot of important things tonight. Um, he's on parental duties, but uh, so so you know Diego's family first. Um, yes. That's not the name of the party that we support, <laughs> but, uh, obviously. But um, you know, but we support the family first policy here at the Diego's, and so should you. You know who Absolutely. we support, Rodrigo? <laughs> we support the Postacoglu party. Oh, we do. <laughs> God damn it, we do. We'll talk about Australia versus Jordan, and, and we'll talk about a lot more around Australia, of course, and. How happy we are. But um, we'll catch up with Mike McGrath a little bit later on, of course. We'll take your calls because there's only three of us here tonight. So, you know, we'd love to take your calls. 9429 Um There's got to be some people cock-a-hoop, uh, yeah, don't they, after last night? I'm glad you use it because I nearly <laughs> did and I thought, no, nah, I've used I it I get too worried much. about using that word. No, no, it's, it's a real word. I know, but I get worried about using it the way I pronounce things. <laughs> it worries me. But yeah, well, there's got to be some really excited Australian football followers out there. In fact, I would say that anyone who loves sport in Australia, anyone who doesn't love sport and loves sport would be... <laughs> Cock a hoop yes. after beating Jordan 5 1 last night. Well, if you're cock a hoop, give us a call 9429 1116. Even if you're not, yeah. even if you've got something negative to say after <laughs> last night's uh, thrashing of Jordan. Is it the cock a hoop hotline? It could be <laughs> the cock a hoop hotline. <laughs> it should be the cock a hoop hotline. Oh, that, could be that the first make, in history. That would make my year, Vinnie Venezuela. <laughs> the cock a hoop hotline. But what is the hot topic? The hot topic is. Should we let's let's not muck around. No. Should we start yep. booking our tickets to Russia right now? <laughs> Zero okay. four. We've only gone through the first stage of qualifying. We're all yep. cock a hoop, as we've said a number of times already at the well, start of the show. It is the cock a hoop hotline. We, we do have to go through the mountain though. This is a mountainous stage where we've got to actually play some good teams, some really good teams. And uh, and we may be drawn, depending on uh, the seedings of FIFA rankings and all that sort of stuff, we may be in a, in a group where there's three good teams and us and only two qualify, or we could be in a, in a group where there's two good teams and only two qualify. So it really depends on what FIFA decide to do with our damn FIFA rankings. And I hate FIFA rankings. And <laughs> I don't understand them. Uh, but I'll respect them just in case FIFA's listening. Yes. Just give us a good ranking and uh, we'll be in that group where there's only two. But there is a, a stage to go. There but is. But should we already start booking our tickets to Russia? Well, 0433981116, if you think that we should be uh, booking our tickets yeah. to Russia, you're talking about us, Carlos? No, no, should... everyone, everyone. Yeah, no, no, be... everyone. Like, I mean, let's start planning the tour right now. Oh, absolutely. If, if you, let's what's, plan what's the tour. What's the name tour. of the tour, Rodrigo? Well, let's go, we go through the process, I suppose. Um, no, 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 we've got a name already. <laughs> yeah, we have, have we? Yeah. Ruse. Rubles. And Ruskies. Ruskies. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We, we haven't announced, we're not announcing yeah, that no, tour no, just no. yet. By the way, no uh, one's backing the tour No, yet. no one's yeah. backing the tour. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if you're a tra- travel, sports <laughs> travel company. No, no. So, um, obviously, the Diego's love to take groups yeah. uh, to, to uh, the World Cup. Can I answer my own hot topic question? Go on. <laughs> you may as well. I think let's book it. I've, and and, 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 and Vinny... And I were having very, very deep conversation. We, we shouldn't actually talk before the show, Vinny, because our show is left in the green room. <laughs> That's, it's an A-grade show in the green room. Oh, that yeah. was quality. Yeah, it was very good quality. But I, I think, I'll go as far, because Vinny said, oh, look, you know, this, this side's one of our best. And I would say, the way they're playing football right now, I don't think there's been an Australian team 
including the 2006 mm. Golden Generation. There's not been an Australian team that plays football like this group of players and a team that's coached mm. by a coach like Ange so, Postecoglou. So you mean the team that made it out of the group stage? Um, yeah. From Germany in Yeah, I'm talking about the golden generation, right. the boys, the, the heroes. The team yeah. that actually yeah. went... There's not been yeah. an Australian oh, team that plays this brand of football, <laughs> pressing high, completely weared down teams with possessing the ball and scoring goals almost at will. I know, I know it's been the toy stage that we've just gone through, yep. a bit of a circus stage, um, you know, Lunar Park stage, I call it. Yep. You know, the party, party <laughs> level. Jeez, but, you call it four things. No, no, actually, I call it anything, but it, it's, it's not the serious, serious stage, but we can see already, when you dismantle hapless teams like Tajikistan and, right. uh, and even Jordan last night, just through great football, great patterns of play, good technique, and waves and waves and waves of attack. It just wears them down. And you can, apl- you can apply that form of football to anyone. And they'll do that against England uh, in a couple of weeks' time too. I'll tell, tell you what, for me, is the difference between this team and the golden generation. This team is one that, that continues to evolve both as a team as, in, and, as well as individuals in that team. I think the, uh, the golden generation, as great as they were, and they were fantastic, uh, they were a finished product. They were playing top-flight football. They they were names. They they had CVs and resumes to die for, and they had the sort of pedigree that the, the, every player in Australia aspires to have, and and what the current soccer squad probably wants to have. They don't have that, but they are making their own sort of history in their own sort of way, and it's coming precisely because uh, of a game plan and a belief in the system that they're inheriting, uh, and not in in the names that they're playing with. Yeah. Everyone's equal here, and everyone's replaceable, and everyone knows the job they've got to do. And I, I, I don't think I've, I've never seen a team coach so well. Yeah, and they've tapped in to what Australian what it means, the essence of Australian yep. Yep. athletes, and how how to go about it. We attack, we 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 don't take a step back, and under Verbeek, under um, under Osiek. Those guys didn't have faith that our boys can do that. So we were sitting back trying to absorb pressure. We couldn't defend properly to save our lives, even though we were getting to World Cups. Um, just really disappointing efforts more often than not. Uh, but when was the last time we were disappointed with the way Ange's team played? Mm. Probably Jordan away from home. That's when. That's probably the last time I was, uh, I was disappointed. But the other thing that this squad's got already that, that the previous golden generation we referred to, Vinny, didn't have, is that at the age of around 23, 24, these guys have been to a World Cup already and gone up against very, very good teams there, won an Asian Cup already, and some of these guys are now starting to make a mark in their club football. Tommy Rogic, for example. Um, You know... um, there, there's a few. There's a few other. Well, Robbie, Robbie Cruz is getting more and more game time in the Bundesliga. Matthew Lecky is playing regular football for a mid-table side in the Bundesliga, and apparently just recently was was uh, named the fastest player. Yeah, I heard that. The fastest player in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Now they're machines over there. Yeah. They're machines, Rodrigo. Well, he's a machine. Yeah, he's a machine. He was a little bit out of form in the last couple of games, <laughs> yeah. but uh, but of course, Australia defeated Jordan five-one, Vinny, and um, you know Timmy Cale came on. Uh, well started, of course, but um, scored twice in the first half. Aaron Moy, we'll talk about yep. him a bit more. Then Tommy Rogic and Massimo Luongo, um, they were the goal scorers for Australia. And Deeb scored right at the death there yep. for, um, it was a good goal. for Jordan. It was a lovely goal, actually. I think yep. um, might have surprised uh, Matty Ryan. But anyway, that was a... Uh, look, 
boys. Let, let's. It was a terrific night. No, no matter how you look at this, but um, what was the success story of this campaign? Vinny. For me, it's the fact that the goals are coming from all sorts of places. And, and just harking back to the golden generation thing, we had V-Bomber, who was always going to be dangerous, but he's a lone prong. And it, it was it was always hard for V-Bomber playing in, in that Mark formation. Viduka. Mark yeah. Mark Viduka. We had Harry Kuehl, who goals come, came from Harry Kuehl. But uh, we never... W- Last night and, and, and the game against Tajikistan, we had goals coming from all sorts of places. And I know that the quality of the opposition was different, but I still feel that we've got more options that can put the ball in the back of the net with this squad than we ever had at any given time with the other squad. With the golden generation, we had super subs like uh, Cahill and, and Aloisi coming on and scoring big goals at the right time. And, and, and again, I don't want to undervalue anything that they've done. No, but, of course not. But, no. with, 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 but with these guys right now, I'm watching Moy, you know, maraud in. I'm watching Rogic. But it's it, no accident, Vinny, because no. the, the game's being played in the defensive third of the opposition. If you turn over the ball in that area, the opposition more often not is not set up to defend properly and you tend to get them off off balance yep. and score. When with everything up to 2006 even even under Verbeek and under Osiek, it was all played in our own half. So we were count, we were trying to counterattack the whole time. We never ever overpossess we never ever uh, we weren't a possession bullies, if you like, against anyone. Even against poor, poor teams in Asia, we'd go away and we play poorly. We might win a goal, uh, get, win a game, by the odd goal because someone, you know, Mark Bresciano, sublime mm. shot or whatever it may be. Uh, it, it, if you're, you know, the data tells us, the evidence tells us, if you've got the ball in your attacking third, uh, front third, for most of the time, and you put pressure, you're going to score goals, mm. and it's, it could, it could come from anywhere. It's going to be very interesting. I mean, obviously, that era, that I mean, we're talking golden generation already, which was uh, one of the things I wanted to touch on. But um, d- don't forget the pressure that those boys in 2005 and 2006, they were under. And, oh. and to get, to get, you know, they, they were un- unbelievable under pressure. There's so, no question. There's no question of how great those guys are. And they were heroes. Yeah. And they left, by the way, they left the legacy yeah. in the change room. And because Timmy was there, and I don't think there's too many others. I don't think anyone else. No. I think Timmy's the only one. He's the one who's left that legacy from back then. And Lucas Neal. I mean, people got you know he's divided people and stuff. But Lucas Neal and the way he led that team there, they really did leave a fantastic legacy. And unfortunately, a few of them, like Lucas Neal, Mark Swartzer, Brett Holman, uh, there's a few of them who you know people probably you know, probably thinking differently about, but they are legends, those guys. Mm. But just going back to the highlight aspect of it, Rodrigo, for me, the highlight of this whole thing is, you know, people talked about the lack of depth that we had, uh, you know, the problems of fullback, you know, the fact that we didn't have enough, uh, you know, who was going to take over from Timmy once he's gone. In the the space of, what, six months? Has to be. Suddenly there's, let's look at left back, for example. There's Brad Smith. Yep. There's, uh, as is Beach, there's Jason Davidson, there's Alex Gerback. And I think out of all those, Alex Gerback Gerzbach is going to be the 10-year soccer that's going to end up being the number one in that position. But 
Brad Smith is fantastic too. Yeah, yeah. Jason Davidson on his day, he went to a World Cup, played an Asian Cup. I mean, he's, he's a good player. And, and say, same with uh, Aziz Beich. You look at the midfield. I mean, the, the mix there, you've got Luongo, you've got Rogic, you've got Moy, you've got Milligan, you've got Yedinak. And this is without Truisi yep. being available and uh, Mackay. I mean, suddenly we've got 10 options in yeah. midfield. Well, you forgot about Truisi. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and Truisi, you know, is, is a good player. He is you a know? Good So player. Uh, there's just the depth now, for me, is the highlight of this. And they can mix and match. People have got to fight for positions. Makes Andrew's job very easy now. Yeah, and he's brought in, you know, he's even thinking outside the square with his Janu, you know, acquisition yeah. and getting him to play for Australia and, you know, um, did did very well against Tajikistan, even, you know, obviously against a weaker opponent, but, you know, showed something in that game. So um, definitely doing a hell of a lot now. And he's, he's short up, you know, he's, he's now got options in, in defence, mm. midfield, and um, and at forward, in yeah. Forward. The, the key will always be to get all of them working on song on the on the day. And I think the more uh, they spend in camps together, the better they're just going to get. I, I, even though the last World Cup was disappointing in some respects, Ange had them for a very short time and was still able to 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 fashion some some really good football and 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 build and generate enthusiasm for the product. And I think that's going to continue. And I just think it keeps getting better because he does find a few different people and, and points of difference and, and that capacity to, to give us another angle. Like Moy mm. in this squad oh. is, is, is like Bresciano and a little bit more in, in a different way. Like I want him to be mentored by Bresciano. I want him yeah. to just go spend time at the Bresciano residence with his newborn baby <laughs> yeah. and his wife yeah. because I, there is much, I yeah. want Moy to go to Italy. But, I have decided. You know, I, I feel sorry. It, by the way, these guys, Bresciano, Verduco, they had unbelievably fantastic individual careers. Yep. But when they came into Socceroo camp, and I'm thinking of Verduca back under under Farina, you know, uh, and, and our great players like Zalic and Oka under Farina, they were crucified, these guys. If they had a coach like Ange Postacoglu that could piece them together like he is now with this team, with real, genuine, individual, world-class players like a uh, like an Ocon, a Zalic, uh, Kuehl, Viduka. Can you imagine what we could have achieved as a sport? I, I think we would be equivalent to a mid-range European-level team like a Denmark. Uh, that that sort, of, or not not so much a Belgium, but a Denmark. Uh, we would be at that level with that type of player and. That coached in the style that Ange Postecoglou likes. The thing that the golden generation, I think, has on top of the the current guys at the moment is that they were just technically better, mm. and that's because of where they were playing, well, and also how they grew up, yeah, uh, yeah how yeah. they developed their game earlier. Well, there's so. a lot of love for Ange Postecoglou on the text messages here. Ange will uh, change football forever, uh, yeah. says one anonymous uh, text there. And you know, the leading for that, no coach that follows on from Ange will ever be allowed to go back. To the ineptitude of Pim Merveig, uh, Holger Osiak towards the end. Holger was good early, but towards the end. So this it, it, thing about just getting someone from Europe and taking over the team and saying, you're great because you're from Europe. Like the, mm. Everyone can see what has to happen now. They can see a pattern of play. They can see the discipline, everyone's roles, and everyone's fighting position. None of this thing like you're in the team because you're Harry Kuehl and it doesn't matter how well you play because that's what Osiak was doing, was doing and Pim Verbeek to, to a certain extent too. Oh, it's, it's just a, I mean, there's a mission at the moment. And um, there's another one. Ange is a real statesman of Australian sports, successful football coach, coach of the year, honours recently, 
Carlton AFL Coaching Selection Committee <laughs> and high profile in the media and popular with all sports fans. There's Chris. He is. He actually really conducts himself extraordinarily well and just very cool under pressure. Um, you know, after... Vinny sent out a wonderful tweet last night, uh, except when he does an interview after a game. <laughs> he looks right. like he's just come home from a, a wedding where he's had a few too many. He just always looks like that. A bit rough, it was, know, was that, it hot in, hot in Sydney last night? Because there was a bit of sweat in the brow. Yeah, it was a bit of rain during the day. <laughs> it, it does get, you know... Oh, humid. Oh, it does it. Okay. All yeah. right. Anyway, so, um, but also Moy. Diego's Moy is beautiful in Dutch. Cruyff was Moy. <laughs> so was Moy for the Socceroos. And the team in general was Moy. That's Marcos van Moy Diego from South Melbourne. Good on you, Marcos. Very clever. Very, very clever. I think Aaron Moy would have been the first midfielder picked in either 2006 or the 2016 side, better than Oscar Crino even. No. No, no. Carlos, Look, you love Oscar no, Crino. No, I, I won't be bagging <laughs> or, or uh, devaluing right. the efforts of previous legendary Socceroos because they weren't coached properly as a collective. That's the reason why. Can you imagine having a Viduka in this team right now? Can you imagine having yeah. uh, a Harry Kuehl at his best in this team right now? Viduka has got a relatively poor scoring rate for Australia, for the for the legend that he was. Yep. He didn't score a lot of goals for Australia. Well, when you're playing as a lone ranger up front and out. defending for your life, and suddenly you know, you're getting the ball booted you know, 15 metres either side of you and you've got to go and chase it down... Tim Cale's scoring goals for fun at the yeah. moment. Why? He just runs around the penalty area. That's all. He doesn't have to do any other running because he's told, get in there, the boys will get it to you, you'll score a goal. He didn't touch it before he scored no, last absolutely. night. Absolutely. If the guy hardly moves, he'll be able to play till he's 50 in this system because <laughs> yeah. he hardly moves. He just, it's, it really is just playing around that box, being disciplined about it, and the boys will get it to you and he scores goals. I love, you know, it was after the... 2006 World Cup and, and Gus Hiddink and I, I think that was a real education for for a lot of people in the sense that you got a sense of uh, how the gaffer was controlling different parts of the game and you know even though you wanted him to maybe start with Tim or John Aloisi you knew that okay he's going to bring him on as an impact player towards the end and I think we we didn't really all, all have that sense of you could do that and mm. whereas I think uh, Ange has has taken that to the next level in that he's 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 micromanaging sections of the game and positions on the field much better. He's got a real to me he's got a real sense of what has to happen and he'll and so he can just say to Tim, look, you just run around there yeah. and don't even worry if you don't poach it because now we're, we've got someone coming in behind you that's going to um, put it in regardless. Yeah. So, Vinny, I might uh, address this next text to you because um, I wasn't in your conversation before uh, in the green room, but only, Paul says, only two two or three playing top-level football. Uh, that 20, 2006 side had eight to ten playing top leagues in Europe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. But it just shows that it's the way they coach. Oh, this is... Uh, yeah. This yeah. Is well, uh, yeah, I was, we were saying that, yeah. uh, that, that this is a... That was a... They were, they were CVs. They were perfect CVs and yeah. guys are doing everything right. These are these are guys that are still evolving as players and are st- and are performing it and winning things. You know, they win. They won the Asian Cup mm. and they're winning qualifiers and they're playing a brand of football as a team, not as individuals that are gathered together in a team. And yeah. and I think that's the X factor. Uh, if you're looking individually, Tom Rogic one day 
may reach the level oh. of some of the stars. He's but definitely he, got the skills. He's certainly, got, he's certainly got the skills, and it's unbelievable. There was a little chapter last night of, uh, what, two shots within, you know, five seconds of each other, yep. one with a left boot off the laces from outside, the one from the right because the keeper saved him, come back and he's, he's volunteered. I mean, this guy is just unbelievable, but he hasn't done enough yet to be compared really to those, but he's got the potential. And I'm just thinking maybe an Aaron Moy, if he joins the right European club yeah, or wherever he's going next, he could be up there too. But suddenly, from from you know the pundits saying two years ago that oh there's no one coming through. Graham Arnold was quoted saying there's no one coming through. We've got we've got real problems in this country, and they're saying, well, forget about what you're saying. Oh, you know, let let's build these. And suddenly, there's a number of people that you can consider in five, six, seven, eight years, ten years might be up there with the Harry Kules and the and the Bresciano's and the Vadukas of this world. You show faith in a person, mm. a human yeah. being, and they will rise to the occasion more often than not. You coach them well, you you know, they've they've got they've got their talent, you know, they they're playing in yeah, they they might not be playing in, you know, the top leagues around the world, but mm. a lot of those boys are playing in top leagues, you know, in good good honest leagues around the world and um you know, you show the faith, and that's what Ange tends to do. He shows yeah. the faith, gives them a plan, and and says, right, express yourself. Play football yep. the way it should be played. Yeah, um, Moy is one of these players, too, that the, his next move's a really important one. If he goes to a place like Austria, you'll never see him. He might play first-team football, you'll never see him, right? You yeah. forget about him completely. If he goes to a Bundesliga, because he's... The way he plays football, he could play in the Bundesliga, he could play in Holland, he can play, you know, in in those in you always play mid range in Spain. He could play in Italy. He, he could play in Italy for sure. England, look, there's you know, he doesn't seem like he's a, he's got you know uh, he's, he's that quick, but he he certainly never got never found wanting for you know uh, in a foot race or whatever. So he might not look quick, but he probably is quick. Uh, so maybe English Premier League uh, or something like that could could work for him. But I think he could, if he gets given the opportunity, he could slot into any of those teams and not be poor in those teams. Oh. So uh, I'm not saying he could play for Real Madrid tomorrow, but he will not let you down if he if you put him in with good players with a system of play. We'll talk more about the Socceroos uh, after this break. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Groundsman of the 3rd Division Italian club turned up at the stadium to find 11 wooden crosses, each bearing the name of a team player, planted in the middle of the pitch. Police said disgruntled fans of a central Italian club, which had lost its last four matches, were presumably to blame. If you play for this club, I hope you sleep well tonight. We are the Four Diegos. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday night edition of the Four Diego's. Um, we've been talking about Australia's 5 1 win over Jordan, and obviously, moreover, we've been talking about the Socceroos more generally. Um, just a couple of text messages on 0433981116. Um, the hot topic was should we book our tickets <laughs> to Russia? Um, the best one so far is book them, Carlos. We will get to the World Cup. Semis easily, no fear from Japan, wow. China, Korea, uh, etc. How can they stop uh, Rogic, Cruz, Milligan, Lecky, Luongo? Start taking Russian language courses. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, we're, we're there. How well, far that, we go when we get to Russia, you know, 
but I'm much more confident going into these this next stage of qualifying. And if we get through that, and we will, uh, much 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 more uh, expectant that something special is going to happen in Russia. It's dart. Yes, mm. it's dart. Mm. I think. Yeah. Okay. Here's one now from the Twitter sphere. Come on, lads! The 2006 Australian team would belt this team by three plus goals. This team would not get past Uruguay. That's from Andrew, who's uh, hashtagging Golden Generation. Well, I can understand that fully. Like they, they played but, a lot of pressure games. I, I can't oh, wait yeah. to see this team. Yeah. Well, against England, it's a friendly. In yep. you know, in Sunderland on what the, was it the twenty twenty fourth twenty seventh of May? It's yep. a Friday. Yep. Um, against oh, look, I, I understand that sentiment a hundred percent. Yeah, stick by. They were legends, those guys, and they will always be legends. In fact, this group of players will be saying that those guys were their heroes, right? Uh, but they're our still, heroes. Yeah, really. absolutely. I mean, yeah, been... absolutely. But I just feel that the way it and they would beat us if they were playing Ange Postecoglou's system. And uh, and but I, I just feel it's a system of play right now. Man for man, this group doesn't compare man for man with the 2016 team. Oh, sorry, it's 2006 team. But the way the the Angels really set up the pattern of play and their expectations of how to go about it, uh, I don't think uh, that 2006 you know, team would uh, would match it. Carlos, this is almost like that Apollo Creed Rocky Balboa fight at the end of Rocky <laughs> right. Three behind closed doors. Like yeah. mm. And um, and Tim Cahill would be playing. Half of both sides, <laughs> should like Palais did when he you know, right, Cosmos yeah. and that's uh, right. You should put it to Santos. test on FIFA. You know the the, um, the computer game, yeah. the video game. Is that what they call them these days? Anyway, I'll tell you what. By saying what I've said, I've upset because I know Mark Swartz is listening to us right now. Yeah, Swartz would be very upset. Oh yeah, uh, Lucas Neal be very upset. Well, Vinnie Grello would be absolutely steaming right now. Mark Bresciano won't yeah, talk to you every yeah, day. Yeah, Bresh is in Melbourne right yeah, now. Yeah. I know he's listening to us right. Yeah. In fact, he's just. Slam! He's just broken his transistor radio. <laughs> Harry right. Kuehl's coming to Melbourne for oh. the community and business. Uh, well, with the Harry FFV. was going to Harry hunt us down. A, yeah. An exclusive interview with us, yeah. and that's gone. That's he's gone. rung up his people and said, "What are you guys talking about?" Oh, hey, yeah. Rodrigo Rodriguez didn't say. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah, right. good one. Anyway, uh, and, I, and they're a proud, proud group. And uh, but I just think that the way these guys are going, they're going to surpass what the 2006 team did. So. And they should be happy if yeah. that happens. Mm. They and should they, be happy. Yeah, they should be. But they it's because not. of them that we're going to. It's true. If we move forward, it's because mm. of them and, and those that have come before. It's always... Would they get downgraded, Vinny, to the silver generation <laughs> if that happened? Because you can only have really have one golden generation anyway. Um, here we go. Let's have a look at uh, Ola Diego's book, Those Tickets to Russia. I had the dream we won the lot last night. Wow. Speaking, speaking of yes, which... Yes, I know. Speaking of which, <laughs> mm. Ange Postacoglu was recently asked in an interview, I think it was on Fox Sports, should we start talking in terms of winning the mm. World Cup? He said, yes, we should. Of course we should. Hmm. Should we start talking in terms of winning the World Cup, Vinny? You know what? I remember Harry Kuhl saying the same thing at a World Cup. You don't go Hmm. to a World Cup thinking you're going to lose it. You go there thinking you can win it. And I think, of course we can. Of course we should. And uh, at the end of the day... It, it's 11 men versus 11 other men yeah, who but Vin- can all flesh and blood. Yeah, yeah, all Vinny, flesh and blood. Vinny and Rodrigo. <laughs> I know we should be going. I mean, we come in and we should be doing a good show every week. Oh, and, and right? most times. And we hope to do. Right? Sort of, we we think we do. We, we think we do. Are we doing an air check tomorrow? Anyway. No, sure. <laughs> but, it, it, of course, people go and go to a game to try and win the game. But to win a World Cup. Is that seriously an option for a possibility for us right now? I think everything has it has to be one of those Bradbury moments. <laughs> Everyone else has no, got a fall. It could happen. It could Everyone's happen. Got a fall in it front could of us. happen. It's yeah. like Denmark winning. I think it was the nineteen ninety four Euros. 
okay? Everyone fell over in Greece. But, but, by the way, Greece in, oh, in 2004. And yeah. I love, by the way, they did it beautifully <laughs> and they defended beautifully before all our Greek friends come and mob our studio. Uh, but Greece was one of those ones they outlasted everyone who were the fancied group. And there's no reason why, you know, one of those one of those runs where you, luck goes your way, you're, you, you know, you have some really strong performance, the spirit is fantastic in your team, you build some momentum. In that situation right now, it would be a miracle, but it could happen, right? So, it could happen. But can we start talking in terms of winning the World Cup? Not in a not in a deliberate way. Not like Germany does. <laughs> right. Not like not like course, Brazil no, would. Not like um, not like Spain or Italy would. Right? We can't speak in those terms, but we can speak in the terms that if we get it all right and all the planets align and uh, and suddenly. You know, the drugs we're taking are really fantastic, <laughs> right? All that stuff, the referee, we pay off the right referees, all that sort of stuff. If right. we do all that... Yeah, so all the normal stuff. Yeah, yeah, all the normal else stuff. Does. That's right, yeah, yeah normal yeah. stuff. Uh, and, and go on a bit of a run and get a bit of luck, you know, and, and Timmy Cale's just playing the football of his life. And At 50. Giannu's suddenly a messy, you know, that sort of stuff. Yep. If that happens, yes, of course there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But... Uh, but not in a deliberate sort of a way. Fair you enough. can only do one thing on the dance floor, Carlos, and that's, you're there to dance. <laughs> that's right. And that's what a World Cup tournament is. You're there to do your best, and yeah. hopefully someone will give you the nod, and um, it'll be a good night. And yes. uh, that, that's all you can hope for. Um, you're right. You, you don't want to get ahead of yourself, and obviously we don't have the quality that's necessarily out there, but any team can be beaten on, on any given day. Yeah, it's what? It's six cup ties, yeah. six or seven cup ties on the day. And people, you know, small small clubs, you know, <laughs> pub league clubs make it to the final sometimes. You do, know? do you start your pep talk by saying, we're not going to win this, lads, but, or do you just say, listen, there's no reason why we can't Absolutely. win this? You what, can't go there saying, uh, we're can, not going to win this, but. Um, but anyway, just um, so just quickly off the text uh, from Johnny Port Melbourne, a few idiotic statements short tonight. Where's Warren? Uh, Warren's not in. <laughs> but on the basis of that, on 942-911-16, let's go to Tony, who's on the road. Um thinks we're completely on the money when it comes to estimating Australia's performance. <laughs> G'day, Tony. Welcome to the Diego's. Have you guys been eating the wrong food tonight or something? No, we never eat the wrong food, Tony. What, what What's going on? Are you guys talking about the Cricket World Cup? <laughs> no, we've, got the, we've got the national... Tony, we've, we've got the national coach. We're responding to what he said to the Fox Sports uh, team of experts who didn't, by the way... Begrudge him saying that, and so therefore it's on the agenda. We're just throwing it out there. Don't I, look. Come I on, no. Doubt, Go I for don't it. doubt we have a great team. Yeah, tick. Seriously, it's it's not going to happen. You guys know it's not going to happen. <laughs> I know it's not going to happen. But Tony, Tony, do you do you, do you respect Ange Postacoglu? I do. Okay. Has he let you down, Tony? He hasn't let me down. However, we have to be realistic. Yes, we we're working towards a great team. But you guys know that, and I know that, it's not going to happen. As much as we'd love it to happen, it's not going to happen. But Ange said so, Tony. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's why Tony, Brian told me so. <laughs> Tony, if, if, it had, if it had been Pim, if it had been Pim, I would have dismissed it straight away. But Ange, he never lies. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't. You're starting to believe, aren't you, Tony? Oh, look, I'm, I'm closer than I was. <laughs> Look, Tony, I know, I know it's a dream, mate. I know it's a dream, but he's opening up the door, right? 
and in our wildest dreams. When I go when I go to bed tonight, uh, you know, three o'clock after our post show meeting, yep, I'll be dreaming about this, and it'll happen in my dream. If you can dream it. One day it might happen. Knowing your dreams, Carlos, you'll be coming off the bench. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and I'll still be saying, okay, look, I don't need to be, you don't need to use me, Nate. Carlos, warm up, you're going on. Good on you, Tony. Thanks for that call, mate. Really appreciate it. Um, He's trying to bring enough. us down, Rodrigo. Yeah, fair enough. He's trying to bring us down. Uh, I think some... we convinced him near the end there, Well, we, we almost did. So, uh, Dean in Crib Point, good excuse to have a barbecue with Putin. <laughs> Putin. Looking forward to that. Um, Rod from Kingsville, so you're saying there's a chance. Go Socceroos. <laughs> People are coming on board with this. I know. What's that scene at the end of Dumb and Dumber where, you know, he says, have I got a chance? And she says 99.99%. So he says, so I've got a 0.01% chance. Beauty. Here we go. Um, I think uh, maybe you guys should take a breath. We only beat Jordan. Just relax. That's Dougie and Frankston. We're referring to what Ange Postacoglu said. This is not something we've poked out of our head at, you know, half past 11 on a Wednesday night when we're tired. Uh, this is Ange Postacoglu. Once he puts it on the agenda, it's a talking point. We're just throwing it out there. I've put, I've actually put forward a quite, um, you know, a quite, uh, I don't know, uh, believable scenario that if everything went our way, that is, the drugs work, <laughs> the match fixing works. You know, you know, players fall over, all sorts of things. We you know, don't get the group of death. Yeah, there, there's, there's oh. food poisoning in the opposition camp, all this sort of stuff. And six or seven, you know, cup ties, in that scenario, it may happen <laughs> if we're playing really, really good football at the same time. You forget uh, last World Cup, a new coach and a bunch of unknowns gave Dutch and Spanish a scare. Ange will have four years with this group. Anything is possible. That's there you the go. Way. There so you go. We're, even... we're getting people at least thinking it, it might be a possibility, even though a slim possibility could actually happen. Too many doubters. If Leicester City can reach the summit of English football from the bottom, the Celtics, Socceroos, can <laughs> do it too, believe. Akiano. <laughs> and from Peter in Cheltenham, oh, geez, hi, Diego's Re Carlos. <laughs> Give us credit for our 2004 Euro triumph, beating the host twice on their own backyard. Peter, Peter and it was a, they, they, that team inspired me. They inspired me, but they certainly weren't favourites. They weren't one a, a team that people were looking at coming into the tournament as a, a team that could possibly win it, but they went all the way and won it in a spirited, strong, pr- proud way. And, they, you know, it's one of those great wins for the ages. Absolutely. Theo in Hampton, I'm a believer. We can do it. I think there there's you more go. believers out there, there than you not. Go. Anyway, let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diegos on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. What do you say to a Leeds United player in a three-piece suit? Will a defendant please stand up? Jeez, I love this game. This is the Four Diego's. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. We're hoping to catch up with Mike McGrath very, very soon from the UK, of course, and talk uh, about what's going on in England at the moment. Um, but uh, we've been talking about the Socceroos and uh, how, um, you know, we've been talking about how they could potentially win a World Cup one day, but um, getting a lot of uh, a lot of toing and froing in terms of the text messages and our callers. But um, Diego's, uh, Tim Cale would make a great coach for Australia later. Australia had a spring in their step, but you should expect that in the land of the kangaroos. Um, I love to see them put five past the old dart. Wow. 
Yes. Mm. I think our next coach after Ange will probably be uh, uh, the likes of Tony Popovich. And I think he will follow in the same footsteps. Uh, Wesley and the Wanderers are playing a good brand of football. And I think Tony Popovich has shown that he can, you know, he can have a team that's a team that can grind teams down and a team can break teams down too. And he's been able to develop both. I think he's probably the next in line. Can I just say that Super Tim is legendary for what he does both on and off the pitch. And, and you know, we hear many stories about behind the scenes and how he's just a, an important um, person in that dressing room and, yeah. and, and getting that belief up and, and getting them firing when they need to fire. So his, his leadership credentials certainly... Um, augment this squad yeah. beautifully. He's at that stage where he's, he's he's a player still, but he's a businessman and he's a oh, and he's a bit of a philanthropist kind of thing. So people people might be finding that a little bit awkward um, yeah. because of some of the discussions he has, a, you know, really big picture stuff. He, and he reminds me of a tennis player appraising their own game. He has no problem telling people in the third person that he's played well. You know, and that's fine if you deliver. I've got no problem at, at all about that. But that does put some Aussies off mm. at times. Uh, but uh, but he's delivering at the moment, so he can say anything he wants about himself. Here we go. We'll make the final eight of the World Cup. Uh, Diego's, we're not ready yet. We should target a top eight finish at the World Cup. Um, Cup then just go, hope for the best. Our defence needs a lot of work. Cheers, Con. Yeah, but the depth is growing and they're going to have a lot of time together. It's this next stage of qualifying is a real beauty. And I think if I can go through the teams that have got through the next stage, Rodgers. Yeah, before you go, we're getting some Russian lessons already. Um, <laughs> one plus two, Privyet is hello and Dasvidanya is goodbye. I suppose that means ah. we should get ready to go. Yeah, so Carlos. What, okay, yeah. yeah tell us. Tell in us Group A, Saudi Arabia and the United Arab Emirates have qualified. Uh, who missed out there? Palestine, Malaysia, Timor-Lesi. Uh, missed out. Australia, of course, qualified from Group B, and Jordan weren't good enough to qualify as the next best. Oh, uh, they missed out, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they missed out, which is unfortunate, because I think, you know, they, they could trouble teams at home, especially. Uh, Qatar and China got through in Group C. Iran, and geez, if we draw Iran, we've got to go, well, I'm not sure where they play their games in Tehran these days, but uh, going there reminds me of 97, which is a bit of a worry. <laughs> uh, we've got Group B, Japan and Syria. Good on Syria. They've got through. Um, that's that's, yeah, that is actually unbelievable. Yeah, that's, that is. that's after being beaten 5 0 in that game yeah, against yeah. China last night. They still got through on goal difference, unbelievably. Uh, Thailand, what a success story that is uh, in Group F. They've got through with Iraq, and of course, Iraq are always dangerous to yep. play against, and hopefully, they're not in our group. And we've got South Korea in Group G that qualified, and Uzbekistan qualified in Group H. And apparently, North Korea were all done and dusted. They were all going to go to the next stage, and they ended up. They were two one up against uh, Philippines, you know, deep into the game, and they ended up losing three two against Philippines. And Ian Rams, remember Ian Rams? Yeah, 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 yeah. He plays for the Philippines he now. Too, he qualified yeah. and he scored, he scored the winning goal. Go Unbelievable. On so, and the draw um, for the two groups because there's two groups of yeah. six is on the twelfth of April. Yep. And right? the top yeah. two teams automatically go through as the top four out of Asia, plus a half spot. And what I mean by that is the two third place teams. Uh, not sure where they play each other and, uh, and the best yeah, they team. They do, and they then do the best play, team yeah, plays, uh, Yeah, plays North Condor. American. Yep. Yeah, so uh, that's your half spot. There you go, Carlos, or CONCACAF, was it? Um, anyway, yeah, but, North, uh, yeah, North American. Yep. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'm glad you got that in, actually. But let's go to the uh, UK now and catch up with Mike McGrath from The Sun, thesun.co.uk. G'day, Mike. Welcome to the Diego's. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no worries. Um, just just move around a little bit, but um, you might you might be in underground at the moment. But uh, you've got Rodrigo's here, Vinny's here, and so is uh, Carlos. 
What's going on with England? They've they defeated Germany three two um, and lost to the Netherlands two um, one. What's your read on the situation with the English uh, national team? Uh, yeah, quite quite a lot of promise actually. Um, it was a fantastic night in Berlin. Um, I was there with um, you know a lot of the other the other journalists who travelled over, um, and it was just a fantastic uh, end of the game after you know a match where we hung in there and the two 0 probably thought we were going to lose. So we obviously. Yeah, look, uh, having a lot of trouble yeah. with uh, Mike, who is is on the tube, apparently. Oh, is he? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so... Um... Someone's trying to steal his phone, are they? <laughs> I don't know. It's being mugged on the, tr- on the It's tug of war with the phone. I don't yeah. know, but he was happy. He's as happy as we are. He thinks they can win the World Cup. <laughs> Gee. I, I was, I was going to ask him whether he's shaking in his boots because <laughs> yeah. Australia's coming over there to, to beat them again. You know, we're, uh, I think we're undefeated uh, well, in this generation <laughs> yeah. against the golden guys. type yeah, generation. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Before that, I think England had beaten us. But, uh, but in 2003, we had that great win there at Upton Park, I believe, 3 uh, 1 against a very, very good England team coached by your mate. Uh, he should have put the cue in the rack a long time ago, Rodrigo, Sven Goran Eriksson. Oh, yes, yeah. And apparently he did a couple of times. <laughs> anyway. Sp- speaking of uh, potential England coaches, uh, I know Uncle Roy's got the big job now, but Harry Redknapp, um, <laughs> I was very impressed. You I was, you know, his name's been ruled out? I, I, <laughs> you know, I've got nothing but respect for a man who tucks in his tracksuit. <laughs> and and uh, I, I don't even know what bang for the buck the Jordanians got out of having, having yeah. Harry there. Yeah. Seriously. We haven't talked about uh, Robbie Cruz much tonight. So yeah. how, how good is it seeing him marauding? I mean, uh, he, he was excellent last night. And uh, we're getting a few texts about the tackle yeah. uh, that he got from Yusuf Ahmad. Swine. Um, which was abhorrent. Lowly. What, what was worse than the tackle was a referee giving a yellow card rather than the red. Really, that was so blatant. And if you look at the close-up, the assistant ref is right, right there also. He should have been waving. He should, he should have thrown his flag <laughs> at the Jordanian player because that was such a, a malicious and deliberate uh, attempt to maim him. And I worry for uh, Robbie Cruz. Every time he goes he down, does. it's almost like he's going to do an Achilles or he's going to do a knee or something. And uh, he's just now getting into some really good form for uh, his club in Germany. And uh, it's now translating to uh, Australian football. You know, the first three goals were he, they were mm. his assists. Oh, how good was he? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. The, the combination, the play between him, Moy, and, and Timmy mm. Cahill was just brilliant. And uh, his pinpoint accuracy with those crosses, fantastic. Just yeah. love seeing him back in that team with Rogic yeah. as well. Just as an aside, do you think uh, he does well with the ladies precisely because he's a little bit vulnerable on those tackles? Because <laughs> everyone worries for him. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. everyone. Yeah. And he almost shed a tear too, which oh, um, yeah. is yeah. endearing. Yeah, and, it is endearing. That's, <laughs> but that's what it means. It means guys are full-time professionals under a lot of pressure in Germany. And uh, that the German club uh, Leverkusen that he plays for have really stuck by him. I mean, I know they farmed him out to Stuttgart oh, for a while, back. but they've taken him back because they really <laughs> rate him highly. They stuck by him so yeah, much yeah, they farmed yeah, him yeah, out. Yeah, they farmed <laughs> him out to get game time. Good and they, but they brought him back before time, Vinny. That means yep. they, there's love. They care. And they just wanna, yeah, and uh, and they've stuck by him. So it'd be a hell of a lot of pressure on him to get a run of games now to repay them. Anyway, Diego's our best chance will be when we host the World Cup in 2030. Dodgy pitches, searing heat and parochial crowds. We'll, we will be unbeatable. Hashtag Inange we trust. I think, I think in the short term, that is the quickest way of us winning a World Cup in a deliberate fashion uh, and not fluking one. But, uh, but you know, the question there is, we've got to bid first. Yeah. And do we want to bid after what happened last time? No, I Can I just go on the record and say there were two disappointing things about the game last night? One... 
the pitch. I thought it was horrible. Oh, I didn't like it. Awful. It, and the second one, the Mexican wave. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, what's going and on and if you've got to bring in the Mexican wave, it comes at the end, yeah. last five minutes tops If when you're up 5-1. Sure. Not early. No, very very good points there, Vinny Venezuela. Let's take a break now and come back with a little bit more of the Diego's on 11-16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. On 11-16 SEN, the four Diego's. Coming up after Diego's, it's all night appetite. Um... Diego, say say it, he gets hacked. Teams know Cruz is a spark but vulnerable to injury. Injury. This will unfortunately continue for him. There's Junior. Thank you very much. Scott Cooney's in after with uh, the all-night appetite. Um, boys, the A-League. Let's quickly talk yeah. about the A-League. We haven't been able to do it any justice because of last night's game. But uh, with Melbourne City on top and Melbourne victory um, anchoring the top six at the moment, um, Wellington victory travel to uh, Wellington. Um, this is a must win. They have to win, really. They have to, but... Their record's not great there. But they have to win because they, they need to keep the momentum going. Yeah, it's not, yeah. like, there's no worry about Sydney chasing them down. No. They won't. But, uh, so they'll be in the finals. But, yeah, for the, aim, the, the momentum aspect. Carlos. But this is a – they don't play well there, you know. I mean, they did win early on, but more recently they they just struggle over there for some reason. Plus they have to win because Ernie said they're a better team than Melbourne <laughs> That's City. That's right. Maybe that was part of the <laughs> His gameplay. Yeah, and the they've stolen game. two players too. And then uh, Perth Glory take on Melbourne City. This will be a big, big game. Looking Huge. forward to that. If, if City win this, all doubts about them – completely dispelled. There you go, Carlos. And then they have to play Adelaide United mm. on the Friday, uh, which will be fantastic. That's it for this week's show. Make sure you join us next week. Remember, Carlos. We have a Puerto Rican girls hang out. Whoop Whoop there. there. You Samba, Rumba and La Bamba. Whoop Whoop there. Wherever there's girls with fruit on their head and balls in their feet. Whoop Whoop there. There. Wherever gringos play football. Whoop Whoop there. There. We are the 40 Diego's. Olé. Olé.